Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending Friday, April 26th, 2019. We are now solidly shaken up, so hopefully we can start telling stories again. We start with Monday Night Raw live from the capital of Iowa, Des Moines. We open Raw with Triple H in the announcement that there will be two triple threat matches tonight. The winners of those matches will face each other in the main event, and the winner of the main event goes on to Money in the Bank to face Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins comes out as well before Trips even tries to say anything. Seth is very proud to be back in his home state as the Universal Champion. Hunter sucks Seth's dick for a while, then they talk about Money in the Bank. Seth promises that he'll never be cashed in on ever again. Trips then announces the whole triple threat thing contender thing that's happening later on tonight just in case we missed it when cole said it about five minutes ago then samoa joe appears he reminds us that he was shaken up last week even though he wasn't here last week joe wants to become joey two belts just like becky then ray mysterio comes out again he lost in less than a minute at wrestlemania why would he get a shot at the universal championship Drew then comes out to promise that he will win, then Miz appears, then Baron Corbin, this is getting tiresome, finally AJ Styles, so all six competitors are in the ring. AJ's new gear and shirt say, never rest, never rust. I did not realize that was a problem for him. That took way too fucking long. Negative points. Match number one, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles. At one point, Joe almost backdrops AJ and Rey off the top rope, driving himself into the mat as well. Weird move. AJ powerbombs Rey onto Joe, and they Styles clash him. I'm sorry, and then Styles clashes him onto Joe, and then pins Joe for three to move on to your main event. Grade B. This was a lot of fun. These three dudes know how to mix it up. Then we get a quick recap of John Cena hosting Ellen. Match number two, Naomi versus Billy Kay. Mike Rome is so overcome by the beauty of Peyton and Billy that he completely biffs and tries to announce Peyton twice. Naomi beats Billy in maybe two minutes. Great. See? Meh. Then creepy toys again. Match number three, Miz versus Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Given that AJ won the first match, I'd like to think that Drew wins here and then he wins the main, but... I fear they'll go with Corbin. Again, for no reason. Miz gets double it kicks, but Drew recovers and headbutts him. Corey's insistence that Miz invented the it kicks is now weird now that Miz is a face. Instead of a super plexer bomb, we get a super Samoan dropper bomb, and then we go to break. They're really playing like Miz is going to win here, which makes me think he's not going to. God, it's like I'm a fucking psychic, or else it's just that predictable. Drew claymores Miz, and then Baron steals the pin. Grade... B. Still really fun, though. AJ then talks shit about Baron from backstage. Enter Sami Zayn. He shows us slides from his vacation. It's not his time off that made him bitter. It's the fact that he had to come back and deal with us. I fucking love this Sami Zayn. Bonus points. Enter Cedric Alexander, who is dressed in Christmas colors. We then get a video about Cedric. Now that Ced is on the main roster, does he bulk back up? Match number four, Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. Cesaro enters to Sheamus' theme. I knew that he hated his solo theme, but I'm surprised they didn't give him a new one. Cesaro spends much of the beginning of the match just overpowering Cedric. Cedric tries to use his speed, but gets Europeanly uppercutted off of a springboard and pinned for three. Grade B, as has been the case tonight, when you put two dudes in the ring who know how to go, you get a good match out of it. Backstage, Charlie is with the Usos. They mix up Vikings and Braveheart and are then interrupted by the Revival. They fall asleep. It's funny. 
That should also be a good match. Enter the Viking Raiders. Remember the points I took away last week for the Viking experience? I'll give them back this week for the name change. Thank you, Vince, for the course correction. Match number five, Viking Raiders versus Lucha House Party. Raiders attack before the bell, and as such, there is no match. Sadly, the Viking Experience name is not dead and buried, as that's now the name of one of their double-team maneuvers, the flapjack into a power slam move. Backstage, Kurt Hawkins is afraid of the Viking Raiders. Zack is not as concerned. Zack calls them sweaty, horny, woolly mammoths. Yep. Enter Becky Lynch. She talks some smack about Lacey Evans, including accusing her of sleeping her way to the top. Lacey then appears to smack back. Match number five, Becky Two Belts versus Alicia Point Two BAC. Alicia taps to the disarmor, and then Becky immediately gets punched in the face by Lacey. Grade C. Alicia Fox should not have a job. Then a second woman's right puts Becky down. Backstage, Charlie is with Baron. He's not concerned about AJ. Enter Ricochet, who now has a goofy pachoo sound effect before his theme song. Also, when he flips his hood off, he gets a thunderclap. Okie dokie. We then get the dot-com clip of Robert Roode officially turning heel. Match number six, Ricochet versus Robert Roode. Corey and Renee immediately get off track, talking about how Robert is going to fuck every lady in Des Moines. Rude pins Ricochet with the glorious DDT, but other than the mustache, he's pretty much the same dude he was in NXT, a.k.a. the dude he should have been when he got called up. Grade C. Disappointing affair between these two. Then, Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. The fuck? Main event time, match number seven, AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. Winner gets a universal title shot at Money in the Bank. Okay. So, Baron is going to win here somehow, but there's no chance Seth loses that money in the bank. As much as we want Seth versus AJ, and as much as I feel like that would be a solid way to rebuild the Universal title now that it's back on TV, I feel like they're going to have Seth run through a bunch of guys leading to maybe Survivor Series or even Royal Rumble before losing the belt. Of course, alternately, they could have Drew cost Baron the victory here since Baron stole the victory from Drew earlier. Lord knows. Or I could be completely wrong and AJ could hit Baron with a phenomenal forearm and pin him for three. Grade B. That was a lot better than I was expecting. And I get to see AJ versus Seth live and in person in a few weeks in Hartford. Then Seth comes out to face his opponent. I'm still not sure how I feel about the Universal Championship having a Velcro closure. Seth offers a hand. They shake. They chat. And we go off. The air. Overall grade for Raw. A minus. Good in-ring action, some decent story moments, and Uncle Creepy Bray all make for a damn solid and long overdue good episode of Raw. Now onwards to the blue brand to see what they have up their sleeves. Tom welcomes us to SmackDown Live from the University of Nebraska, and we are starting tonight with Shane O'Mac. Thankfully, we only do the Greg Hamilton gimmick once. Shane shows us Roman punching Vince last week. Shane says his father is a national treasure and says that Roman Reigns striking him is like, and I quote, defacing Round Mushmore. Unquote. Shane promises repercussions and calls out Roman. They toss their mics aside and square up to fight, but Elias comes down and causes enough of a distraction that Shane can get some offense in. Ultimately, the two-on-one disadvantage is too much for the big dog to bear. Shane and Elias peace out following a drift away for Roman. Shane and Elias celebrate in the back, then we get a recap of the big O. Then Kayla is with Kofi. Tonight, he takes on Shinsuke, that's really the only necessary piece of information you need from that promo. Match number one, Finn Balor versus Andrade. Zelina ends up costing the match for Andrade with a failed interference attempt. Grade B. Please, please give these guys a nice long match. 
gives them some time to truly shine. Then Elias sings a song to Roman to challenge him to a match at Money in the Bank. Then he and Shane literally run away in a limo. Enter Irie San, at least that's what her name looks like on SmackDown's Tron, much like Harlot. Along with Asuka and Paige, she takes on Peyton next. Earlier tonight, Paige talked to Fire and Desire. Yep, that's about it. Match number two, Kyrie Sane versus Peyton Royce. Tonight, Peyton fought off the dehydration that plagued her last week by drinking an entire gallon of water. That seems like a bad idea. Kyrie squashes Peyton. Grade C. You know why. Fire and Desire then give Kyrie a sarcastic ovation from the stage. Then Jinder Mahal comes out for some reason. Oh, apparently he's taking on Chad Gable after the break. But first, somewhere completely different, Alistair Black in a black shirt and black pants sits in a black chair in front of a black screen so he can tell us that he doesn't have time to tell us who he is. Match number three, Jinder Mahal versus Chad Gable. But no, as Lars Sullivan attacks Gable during his entrance. Lars gets in the ring, Jinder escapes, and the Sing Brothers do their Sing Brother things, which is getting beaten up by someone much larger than them. Then our truth comes out, he also gets destroyed. We recap Shane and Roman and Elias from earlier, then Kayla is with Roman, who accepts Elias's challenge. Enter Charlotte Flair. She is dressed in her gear, so expect this face-to-face with Becky to devolve into a match, probably. Charlotte argues that she should have a match for her SmackDown Women's Championship since Becky pinned Ronda because she doesn't understand what winner-take-all means. She asks Becky to come out, and out Becky comes. Becky makes exactly the same point I just made. Charlotte puts herself next in line after Lacey. Becky tells her to step the fuck back and get at the back of the line and give someone else a goddamn shot for once. Then Bailey comes out to demand a shot. Charlotte tells her to go fuck herself, and we go to break on the altercation. Match number three, Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. If Bailey loses, I swear to God. Tom tells us that the winner of this match gets a future title shot against Becky. After an action-packed back-and-forth affair, Charlotte wins with a spear. Grade C. I mean, the match was good, but the wrong person won. Give me something new and different. Backstage, Kayla is with Becky. She says that at Money in the Bank, she will defend her Raw belt against Lacey and her SmackDown belt against Charlotte, and at the end of the night, she will still be Becky Two Belts. Then, Firefly Funhouse. Prey really looks like his brother now that he's lost weight. For some reason during this, they cut to the live crowd in Nebraska a couple of times, which completely cuts out the audio from the video. They then pimp the Universal title match at Money in the Bank and the Raw Women's Championship match at Money in the Bank, you know, because brand split, plus the SmackDown Women's title match and Roman versus Elias. Big O then introduces the New Day. Match number four, Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura enters alone at first, but eventually Lana and Rusev trail far behind. Rusev is, is in a suit. It's weird. They even have the New Day commentary table set up for Xavier and Kevin. They have a pretty decent match until Rusev breaks up a pinfall following an SOS for the disqualification victory. Grade B. This was a good match. A seemingly random DQ finish. Kevin and Xavier take out the evil furriners, but then Xavier eats a Kinshasa on the outside. Kofi pushes Kevin out of the way of another on the inside and hits a Trouble in Paradise on Shinsuke, but then gets super kicked by Owens. Kevin tears his shirt off and then just beats the hell out of Kofi. Kevin makes eyes at the WWE Championship and promises to take it from Kofi. Kofi tries to fight back but fails. He threatens to powerbomb Kofi against the apron, but Woods makes the save. So Kevin apron bombs Woods instead. Agents and officials run out to help Xavier as Kevin slowly backs up the ramp. I was not expecting it to happen quite so quickly. 
after only a week, but I enjoyed it, and I'm a fan of badass Take No Prisoners Kevin Owens, so, so uh, bonus points. Overall grade for SmackDown is a B. Another solid show this week. We've certainly recovered from last week's doldrums. Overall grade for the week is a B plus. I think that's our best weekly score so far. I will say this, however. If Becky loses one of her belts at Money in the Bank, I will be disappointed. If she loses both, I'll be upset. And if she loses either to Charlotte, I will be pissed either way. That does it for me for this week. Hopefully the trend continues next week and we have more good TV. And I swear to God, I am still working on Worlds Collide and now The Shield's Last Stand or whatever the fuck they called it. I legit thought it was a documentary when they announced it, not an actual special with matches. Are there more than one match? Whatever. Either way, I am working on it. I promise. Uh, Who knows? Maybe they'll be up on Patreon by the time I talk to you next weekend right here on Making the Grave. Blurt.